Welcome to I'd Rather Stay In, the podcast where we talk about what's going on in our brains instead of what's happening outside. We're your hosts, Steffi Predmore and Megan Myers. This week's episode, The Pumpkining. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Hello. Hey, Steffi. How's it going? <laughs> it's good. It is good. It is, as this week's episode uh, says, it is officially pumpkin season. It we're, is not fall. We are deep in it. No, it's not fall, but... <laughs> well, actually, it's fall when you hear this, but as we record it, it is not fall. It's not fall, and depending on where you live, it may or may not actually feel like fall weather. Uh, no. Um, here in Texas, it will not feel like fall weather until most of you are knee-deep in snow. Yeah. We've had, we had false fall. We had, la- this last week was delightful, and it was like in the low to mid 70s and it was just lovely in the evenings and then it got hot again so we're having second summer right now it got hot again and it's all muggy and gross so that means that real fall should be around the corner soon i think hopefully i'm a little jealous so you get seasons (laughs) hey um, you're the one that you're the one that left this so that is true i do not enjoy shoveling no that's pretty much the worst but that's why i got married so I would have somebody to mow the lawn and shovel the snow. And it, honestly, it's kind of hit and miss on both those things. But it, it, it's fine. It's fine. I'm fine. <laughs> it's fine. Our marriage is fine. <laughs> well, this week in honor of fall, we are talking about all things pumpkin because we are two white women. We're two white women. It's one of and Megan's favorite things. I do love. So I am on the pro pumpkin side. So Steffi is on the anti pumpkin side. I'm on the. I'm on the. I don't. I don't know that I'm anti-pumpkin. I just take some, I need some convincing on many pumpkin things. I can see that. Sometimes pumpkin goes a little too far. It goes a little too far. I grew up in more of a sweet potato house. My, My mom, my mom really preferred sweet potatoes to pumpkin. And so that was always our thing. Now my uncle always has to have pumpkin pie at Thanksgiving. So we always did have pumpkin pie, but my mom's pecan raisin pie was really what was preferred. So while there was pumpkin pie, that was like one slice for Uncle Mike and then the rest of us ate the pecan pie. So, you know, I just I just don't have the like as strong nostalgic ties to it that I think a lot of people have. That makes sense. Uh, we definitely made a pumpkin pie every year sweet potatoes at my house were not really a thing um we haven't really talked about this on the podcast yet but we didn't eat a lot of vegetables when i was a child it was mostly (laughs) straight up meat and potatoes and uh a lot of frozen vegetable like frozen corn frozen peas um i don't recall there ever being frozen broccoli um green beans yeah, that was mostly it. Iceberg hey, you were lucky sand. you got frozen green beans and not canned green beans. Uh, I think we also had those sometimes. As well. <laughs> it depend, depended on the season, whether yeah. it was a little lean or not. Yeah. Um, but sweet potatoes only appeared at Thanksgiving 
uh, with copious amounts of marshmallow on top. Ugh, see, I don't I did like, not eat that. No, I don't like them with marshmallows on them. I'm sort of weird about marshmallows too, but that's another, that's probably another rabbit trail to go down. But I, I do like sweet, sweet potatoes. I like them, but I like them like cinnamon or like brown sugar and butter type of situation, but none of that marshmallow crap. But I do love a good sweet potato pie. So that's what I make if, so like last Thanksgiving instead of, pumpkin pie or pecan pie I made a sweet potato pie um so that's what usually happens at our house but I do enjoy a pumpkin dessert now and then but I actually want it to have pumpkin in it and I feel like that is half of my issue with so much of this pumpkin stuff now is things will be labeled as like pumpkin blah 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 but really it's just the spices that go in pumpkin pie and it's not there's no actual pumpkin in it yeah i don't know why that trend started in terms of removing the pumpkin from something labeled as pumpkin but it is definitely i, I i'm not gonna say infuriating oh i find it infuriating it, it depends you know <laughs> it depends on my mood that day i suppose you know but as we are both food bloggers and we've been around the block a few times yes. in terms of food blogging seasonality yes like it's a it, once you get into fall as soon as those kids are back in school then it's all bets are off everything pumpkin goes crazy my blog would probably do better if i had more pumpkin recipes on it but it would probably also do better if it had more chocolate recipes on it what can what can i do we would probably do a lot better just if we updated our blogs shh, let's be honest megan shh <laughs> I mean, I'm only sitting here with uh, roasted tomato sauce photos on my computer that have been there for two weeks that I still haven't done anything with. So if so anyone out there, there's always, ne- there's always next summer. So <laughs> if anyone out there is feeling that struggle, we're right there with you. Uh, but so I feel like this whole pumpkin thing It has been a trend. I think maybe it's been a long time coming, but it feels like in the last several years that it has just boomed. Do we feel like there's a reason behind that? Or is it just a thing that white women have just made like like avocado toast? Can I blame Pinterest? Absolutely, we can blame Pinterest. I mean, I love Pinterest. I love Pinterest, but um, I feel like it's a, a combination of Pinterest and bloggers chasing seasonality and uh, all the marketing that has come with it, it kind of, once the pumpkin spice latte was unleashed upon the world and it gained popularity, basically it seemed like... Which was in 2003. We, We checked that out. Yes, it was a very long time ago. I feel like it came more popular, pumpkin in general became more popular in the more recent years but I also wonder if it was always popular and I just didn't notice because I was a child Uh, yeah (laughs) and now I see like home decor and everything every everything fun fact my husband grew up in Morton Illinois which is the home of Libby's uh, as in Libby's pumpkin so every fall uh, usually like mid to late September, they have a pumpkin festival. And I mean, this has been going on for decades. So this is a long standing tradition. They were doing things like pumpkin chili and pumpkin donuts and all that stuff long before 
like Pinterest came around. Um, so in some ways, I was like, oh, pumpkin, whatever. But I do feel like the seasonality of it is just, it's just really taken off. Yeah, and I do have a lot of pumpkin, maybe not a lot, but I do have pumpkin recipes on my website. But as I said, I love pumpkin. I, When I had my baby shower, I requested pumpkin pie instead of cake. Oh, that's cute. Um, I'm that weirdo who forced everyone else to eat pumpkin pie in like <laughs> September. Um, but that was, again, that was in 2007. You were and just even, early on the trend. Yeah, even then I don't feel like it was a crazy thing. People were just like, oh, it's pie. It wasn't like, oh, this lady is going to eat more pumpkin. I feel like it was after I graduated from college. So I would say like mm, sometime after 2012, which really was about the time that Pinterest came, Pinterest became a thing was right about that 2011, 2012, like it really started to become big. Um, so I think I think you actually might be onto something with the whole Pinterest theory. Sorry, Pinterest. Sorry. I mean, they've done a lot of great things. But yes, I feel like they have definitely aided the inundation of of pumpkin in our in our fall. Because uh, it has it has gone beyond just like cute jack-o'-lanterns and the, um, the 90s style sweatshirts, um, the applique sweatshirts with the big smiling pumpkins on them that... <laughs> we all we all wore Um, yeah and it's just the whole propagation of like fall as a thing where it's like as soon as it's fall people are like oh i gotta get my cozy sweater i gotta get my plaid i need my furry boots i need to pretend that it's super cold no matter where i live yes Um, and i love fall fall is actually my favorite season at least when i live somewhere where there were seasons (laughs) at least where fall existed (laughs) when it existed the thought of crunchy leaves on the ground i appreciate that very much it is pretty great and uh apparently one of the reasons why pumpkin and pumpkin spice flavoring is so popular is because people are really attached to that nostalgic feel and i think it could be really related to thanksgiving itself that makes sense i mean for me thanksgiving has always been my favorite holiday um we i mean and that has nothing to do with the fact that my birthday often falls on, well, every seven years, my birthday falls on Thanksgiving. Um, but we would, and we would celebrate my birthday. But it just, I feel like for me, I like, have always liked Thanksgiving better than I like Christmas. And maybe it is because it's a food holiday and I have always loved food. But I think there's just something about coming together around a table with your family that isn't related to gifts, isn't related to like getting anything. It is just enjoying time together. And I feel like there is a lot of happy feelings and nostalgia that doesn't come necessarily with the gift giving stress that Christmas often comes with. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I do. I We don't have like a big Thanksgiving with our family, but I understand exactly what you're talking about. It's pressure that comes with Christmas. Yeah. Like Thanksgiving, I feel, does have a lot of pressure, but as soon as the meal is over, it's over. Like not mm-hmm. Thanksgiving, but the pressure is done. Like once it's all out on the table right. and everyone's been served and happy, like it's it's cool. Everybody's great. Right. Christmas pressure, I feel like, goes on for weeks. Right, because um, you do, you go and you do 
Christmas with one set of grandparents and then you have to have Christmas with another set of grandparents and then you do Christmas at your house on Christmas Eve or Christmas morning or whatever it is like there it is it's just a kind of a it, everyone is scheduled out in that whole month of December you're just like ah! the whole time because yeah. then there's office Christmas parties and there's this and there's that whereas Thanksgiving assuming that you're not one of the crazies that's going out and going Black Friday shopping like Thanksgiving evening uh, or at like four in the morning on the next day. It's very relaxed. You have your dinner and then you kind of go into a food coma and everyone has their cup of coffee or their wine or whatever. And you just sit around and you laugh and you spend time with each other. And it's just nice. It's warm fuzzies. So you know what? If that's why we love pumpkin, I'm here for it. Yeah, I think that's such a great uh, feeling in general. Yeah. I don't know. I was always, well, so, because growing up, we, and I know that, I know that we're going to talk a little bit about traditions in another, in another episode closer to thanks, closer to when Thanksgiving actually is. But, you know, in my family, we would finish out our dinner, which we actually had at dinner time. And then afterwards, it was, you usually like, we'd all watch like a movie together or something and wait like an hour and then we'd have just enough room for a little sliver of pie or maybe slightly bigger than a little sliver of pie but you got to you got to have that pie and if that's pumpkin pie which by the way my uncle who's the one that always needs his pumpkin pie he eats his pumpkin pie with a little maple syrup on top uh, I make my pumpkin pie with maple syrup, so that sounds delicious. Right? So if you think that sounds delicious, you should try it and you should report back because I actually agree. It is really nice. <laughs> it is a good, it's a good, it's a good way to go. So I found a kind of interesting article because um, we t- we do think about, we talk about like basic white women and pumpkin and their pumpkin spice lattes. Um, but essentially, this article is talking about the fact that um, it, it's that sort of an internet myth that guys enjoy pumpkin spice lattes um, just as much as women do, even though on social media, it's like, this is definitely not a masculine drink, Um, which is funny because the first pumpkin spice latte of the season, your husband actually went and purchased, you said. So yeah, I was actually joking about it the other day when (laughs) I guess it was weeks ago now, but uh, we were talking about the pumpkin spice latte and I was like, oh, they're releasing it early. Like they released it the last week of August this year. And we go to the coffee shop a lot. We both work from home. We need that extra caffeine. And so one day, the day they released the pumpkin spice lattes, he's like, do you need a coffee today? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, do you want a pumpkin spice latte? Oh, he knew. (laughs) Do you want a pumpkin spice latte, honey? (laughs) And so, yeah, he, uh, I got a regular one, but he got a pumpkin spice latte. That's so sweet. You know I don't drink coffee, so I have never actually had a pumpkin spice latte. Does the Starbucks pumpkin spice latte actually have pumpkin in it, or is it just the pumpkin spice? So according to Starbucks, at least, they do use actual pumpkin Okay. in their... They, so normally, if you go to Starbucks or basically any coffee shop that makes a flavored latte, they use a sugar syrup for the flavoring. 
And so for the pumpkin spice one, they use a sauce. Okay. Which is, it's sugar, but it's also, according to their website, condensed skim milk and pumpkin puree. Gotcha. And a few other ingredients. Just out espresso. Yeah. And then espresso and then whipped cream and then their pumpkin spice topping. Sure. That they put on top, which, you know, you can't not have that, apparently. Which no. Yeah. Apparently not. I, because I, and I did work at a Starbucks for, like, a hot five minutes um but that was during the spring and so i was not there during pumpkin spice season and i mean it was one of those things where like once it is not pumpkin spice season anymore that syrup sauce whatever they're referring to it as is not in the store it is not a thing that is available for people to order because there are they're definitely like i feel and because I, I know this to be true a little bit for Starbucks and I know for other coffee shops, sometimes there are like off menu things that you can order that if you sort of know the, the hacks to the menus or whatever, it's like the, what is it, the like Chipotle secret menu. Um, but I, but the, for the pumpkin spice stuff, like once that's gone, once they're out of it, they are out of it literally until the first day of pumpkin spice season and the next fall. So I also feel like, it's like the I feel like chicken sandwich situation. It is like the chicken sandwich situation, and I do feel like that may also be a, like aiding and fueling some of this pumpkin spice mania because we always want things that we can't have, <laughs> and so that is true. You know, you get when the, when it is something that is limited edition and it is special and it is only out for a certain time of year, even though you can go buy pumpkin puree any like throughout the year ask any food blogger they have purchased or if you're like me and a food blogger but also have dogs with sensitive stomachs uh you can give pumpkin puree to your dogs to settle their sensitive stomachs uh so ask any dog owner and or food blogger uh they have purchased a can of pumpkin when it is the middle of spring or the middle of summer when the recipe developing um but even though you can go to the store and buy it knowing that like Starbucks doesn't have the pumpkin spice lattes or knowing that you can't go down to the orchard and get your pumpkin donuts or you can't go just out and get those things year round it adds it makes it extra special yeah I just wanted to add real quickly that I just looked up the uh, status of pumpkin in the latte because i thought they didn't have them i thought it didn't have pumpkin in it i think at some point it didn't right yeah so originally it apparently didn't and they started adding actual pumpkin in 2015 because people like me bitched about it probably but also (laughs) this is gonna sound crazy but as someone who has been drinking it for a few years i feel like i did notice a change i mean i would i would believe that like I could be just insane, but um, it, it, you you probably are, but you may or may not be insane about this particular thing. Yeah, it's a very small amount, I'm sure. Like once you, I'm sure. Yeah, once you like portion it out per serving or whatever, it's probably yeah, like a especially to make it like pumpkin. enough to be a a sauce. It, it right. doesn't end up being very much pumpkin at all. Um, yeah, as I have actually purchased pumpkin at the end of. 
Thanksgiving. Uh huh. Um, like the week after. Yep. Because Target and some of the other grocery stores will put it on clearance. Oh, it's on hella sale. Yeah, it's like it's like buying Halloween candy the day after Halloween. Oh, absolutely! It was like I think I got the extra large jars. Oh, uh huh. And they, I don't remember how cheap they were. But the thing about canned pumpkin is that it's good for like two years. Oh, yeah. It lasts basically so, forever. Pro tip for any food bloggers and or pumpkin lovers out there. And or dog owners. <laughs> and or dog owners. <laughs> That's legit. The last time I bought a can of pumpkin was when Royce's tummy was upset. But and for anyone that wants to try that with their dog, make sure you get the actual pumpkin puree, not pumpkin pie filling, which is very different. Do not, and then don't interchange the two in your recipes either. Make sure you get what is correctly labeled in your recipe that you're making. Yes, I have seen a a downturn in the popularity of the pie filling. Yes. At least in my area. So I think people are catching on to the fact that you should make your own pumpkin pie filling. It's incredibly easy. Super easy. Yeah. And I don't, because I, yeah, I don't trust the canned pumpkin pie filling because it's got all that extra crap and like... I just, I don't know. I, I, you can make your own. You can buy your own eggs. You can get your own condensed milk or regular milk or whatever you're using. It's very easy. Literally follow the recipe on the back of the can, y'all. It's literally on the back of the can. Absolutely. It's definitely, it's the easiest thing ever. (laughs) And it doesn't have to be fancy. No. If it cracks, you just put whipped cream on top. That's literally why God made whipped cream. (laughs) And then drizzle some syrup on top, and then it'll just, everybody will be like, yeah! You'd be like, Buddy the Elf, with your syrup and your whipped cream and your pie. It's all good. He didn't have pie, but Pop-Tarts. He, I guess Pop-Tarts are kind of pie. Pop-Tarts are kind of pie. It's all good. You're still yeah. hitting, like, how many of his food groups is that? A lot of them. It was a lot. It's a lot, a lot. of them. <laughs> so, Steffi, what is the most, uh, I will say, curious pumpkin recipe that you have ever come across oh my gosh um you know i i'm trying to think like what the act like actual recipe i have seen that i think is or just curious product i I think the most curious like pumpkin product for me is when you see like pumpkin spice like soap and pumpkin spice and like (laughs) now i I will be completely honest with you. Like, I definitely am a sucker for, like, the seasonal Mrs. Myers scents. Um, I love the Mrs. Myers apple cider scent. So I do buy, like, the apple cider scented, like, hand soap and whatever. Um, but there's something about, like, when it's specifically labeled, like, pumpkin spice like bath bombs and things like that that I start to sort of scratch my head and wonder if maybe we've gone a little bit too far uh yeah I think there's definitely like body products that are pumpkin Mm -hmm. or pumpkin pie like they'll even say like flavored which I'm like you shouldn't no you should not not label yeah (laughs) they need to be really really clear about the fact that these should not be consumed yeah there's um pumpkin spice beard oil there's pumpkin spice uh, deodorant oh dog shampoo I mean, maybe no. I do want the dog to smell like pumpkin spice. I mean, I would rather the dog smell like pumpkin spice than some of the things my dogs have smelled like, but it, that still is a little strange. 
Yeah, there's pumpkin spice car spray. I don't. I don't know. I'm even, not sure. I okay, Megan. You now pumpkin again, spice toothpaste. Oh no, definitely not, Megan. I so we're, we're just really making sure our listeners know that I'm really really weird. A, I don't drink coffee. B, I don't drink beer. But I know that you do enjoy a beer now and again. Um, what are your thoughts on pumpkin beer? Um, none of them taste like pumpkin. I can't imagine how they would. I mean, I have had sips of Alex's like pumpkin beers and I've been like, this just tastes like beer. Yeah, they pretty much just take, taste like beer. Um, I, I'm i not really a, a beer aficionado. I'm kind of, I'm the same way with basically like all beverages where beer and wine and some coffee even where I'm just like, um, I like it or I don't like it. I'm right. not like, oh, you can really taste the herbal aftertaste of this, blah, blah, blah. Like it tastes like feet. And <laughs> things people say to make themselves sound really uh, smart. And you're like, no. <laughs> yeah. Um, you're just I'm you're just literally saying that. words at this point. They don't mean anything. Right. Exactly. And even especially with, you know, beer gets into the like IPA and stout and all, uh, lots of other different labels. And I'm just like, um... I know I like stout, but yeah. all the rest of them, I'm like, I don't, I, yeah. I can't help you. But I've had, I've tried, I've tried a few pumpkin beers, probably more than I should, because I do like pumpkin. Because you're and looking have, for one that actually tastes like pumpkin. I am. I've been told that there are good ones out there, and every single one that I've tried just tastes like a beer. It's disappointing. That is disappointing. Uh Alex does not typically buy pumpkin beer. I think he does not, like if if we are if we are at someone's house and they offer him a pumpkin beer, he will not like turn it down. Like he will drink the pumpkin beer, especially if it's the only beer that they have to offer. Um, but he does not like go out and run out and like buy pumpkin beer every year. And I mean, my husband is very much like a not does not really go with the consumerist flow anyway but i can only assume that because he's sort of like meh about it that it's not (laughs) that it's like it really is sort of a okay we're drinking it because it it has says we're pumpkin on it and we think that we should drink it sort of situation yeah i think that's most of the case with most of these food products too they almost none of them have pumpkin in them um I'm not sure what they're doing with their lives. Right. To be honest. Yes. Uh, it's a little worrisome. I've actually just am looking at a few other options and it's a little freaky. Um, although I just came across a pumpkin spice juice blend, which I would totally try because of pumpkin juice from Harry Potter. Oh, yes. I, so I, you know, always reading Harry Potter, I was always like, hmm, pumpkin juice. Hmm. Like I was always like, I want to know what that's like. Right. I, I don't. I mean, I don't know how you juice a pumpkin. Right. It's just kind of watery. And they drink. And right. And they that. drink it all the time. It's not like just when they get to the castle in the fall. Mm-hmm. So, like, where are the house elves? I mean, I guess I would say I would guess it's magic, but also. If you're Hermione, you know that you can't create food out of nothing, even if you're a wizard. So it's one of the, like, 
laws of magic. So they have to be getting the pumpkins from somewhere. I was going to say, you're worried about the seasonality of the pumpkin. Yes, I'm worried about the seasonality of the pumpkin in Scotland, in the fictional world of Harry Potter. Yeah, I'm really concerned about it. Where are the house elves acquiring the pumpkin for the pumpkin juice at Hogwarts for the summer season? Yes. Well, maybe if we can find this pumpkin spice juice. Oh, it's sparkling. No. Oh, I do like things that sparkle, though. But I don't, really? I don't know. I, girl, you've seen me down a bottle of Prosecco by myself. You know, I know how I like things that sparkle. I know, that's alcoholic, and this is not. Oh, well, then I don't want it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Only if it's like a mimosa, like a pumpkin mimosa situation. Well, now I'm intrigued. Like, I feel like we're actually going into a deep end of crazy things we could make ourselves. But that's not a, it's not a bad idea now that I say it. Like, how could this work? I don't know. But I feel like there's probably, somebody's probably done it. Someone's probably done it. Um, You would just need like a frother. It's true. Blend it up. I, I don't know. I, I feel like we're getting too far into that. We probably to, are. We're thinking too hard about it. Um, I did come across a recipe the other day. It's actually not a recipe. It was a product that was available on my vegetable delivery company's website. And it was pumpkin potato salad. Oh, no. Oh, that. I, I don't. Oh, I don't know about that. Yeah, I can't decide how I feel. I'm a little concerned. Like... I need more. I need more information. So it was basically cubed potato, mm-hmm. and then mayonnaise and sea salt, mm-hmm. and I guess the pumpkin and the mayonnaise were no. the no. adherence. No, mm-hmm. it didn't seem like there were other extra spices no. or anything like that. I have a real no. Mm-mm. <laughs> no. Oh, but circling back to the circling back to the pumpkin uh, mimosa, our friend Megan Yeager from Cake and Knife actually has a pumpkin pie mimosa recipe. Well, there you so go. So she uses. Uh, we'll link to this in the show notes in case you would like to make your own pumpkin pie mimosa. But she makes her own like pumpkin juice with pumpkin puree, pumpkin spice, sugar, and water, um, and then uses that with the champagne. And then she has a nice little pumpkin spice rimming sugar that she uses on her glasses, and it's so pretty so there you go if you're looking for like a lovely thanksgiving cocktail you should probably give that a try now is that a pumpkin juice though that's my question i mean i don't know that it is a pumpkin juice but it sounds like sauce it like Starbucks uses a pumpkin sauce. I think it is more. I think if we're gonna if we're going to get into the uh, exact definition, it is probably more of a pumpkin sauce. However, um, it should because she does say it should still be a puree. So it is more of a of a pumpkin puree. But I mean, if we're mixing it with champagne, I'm still going to drink the hell out of it. That's true. So. It would still be, it would, you know what, that would actually be a lovely thing to serve, um, like, for brunch on Thanksgiving. If you have family coming in and you need to worry about keeping them all occupied so they stay out, stay the hell out of your kitchen while you're cooking dinner. I mean, is your method of keeping them occupied finding something extremely weird for them to talk about? Because I feel like that's what would happen if you try to give a pumpkin spice mimosa to most families. I'll be honest, I legitimately don't 
care as long as they're not <laughs> in my kitchen while I'm trying to make Thanksgiving dinner. <laughs> that is true. That is one benefit that you have of your kitchen being a room where people cannot really stand in. I live in an old house. It was built in the 1920s. And so we do not have, there is no such thing. There were no such thing as open concept homes in the 1920s, unless you just lived in a one room house. Uh, and so we actually have walls to our kitchen and it is very nice because you can't fit a lot of people in there. And so, and we do host Thanksgiving. And so when people start to trickle in for Thanksgiving dinner, I have a cheese and charcuterie board that I usually put out in the dining room. And I just make everyone hang out in the dining room and the living room and make them leave me the hell alone while I finish up dinner. See, I have the open, op- most open, open floor plan mm-hmm. kitchen. So uh, it's impossible to keep people out of it when we have parties, much to my annoyance. Um I have a gigantic island and I want them on the other side of it. I don't mind when people are actually useful, but most of the time they're not. I love to all the people in my life. I love you very much, but you're often more in my way when you're trying to help me than actually helping me. So that's why when people say to me, uh, how do you want me to help you? I say, just talk to me. That was always my aunt's line. She'd be like, just talk to me. Which was code for just let me do my shit and you just stay over there. Right. You don't know what I'm doing. You'll do it wrong. (laughs) Right. You can't read my mind. Just back off. It's all good. Oh, here's another product. Uh, Do you know the dog treats uh, greenies? Yes. That are made for their teeth. Yes. They have a pumpkin spice flavor of that as well. So Royce and Anya could get in. They on could them. have pumpkin spice breath. They do love mm. greenies, but I don't know. I see the nice the thing about greenies is they make their breath more minty fresh. So I don't really know that the pumpkin spice greenies are really helping the whole like that's sort of the whole point of the, the treat. So Yeah, and pumpkin itself does not smell like much of anything, to be honest. No, it really doesn't. Um, and I feel like inside of a dog's mouth, that's no, I really gonna improve it. No, I don't think so. I, so I'm gonna. I mean, if someone wants to buy my dog's pumpkin spice greenies, go for it. At least Anya will eat them. Royce will take it politely and then drop it on the floor when you look away um because this is what he does with a lot of treats but i will probably stick to the traditional greenies for them that's probably a good call yeah i do you think that there's going to be anything that is going to eclipse the pumpkin spice trend or if there's another one i know peppermint mocha is pretty big for christmas time but it's never gotten this crazy i feel like and i feel like people either I feel like people have really strong feelings about peppermint and chocolate together. Mm -hmm. Um, I know a lot of people that really love it. My mom always really loved that combo. My husband thinks it is the worst combination of flavors that you could possibly put together. Really? He cannot stand peppermint and chocolate together. So I feel like there's a little bit more contention in the peppermint mocha side of things like people either really loving that flavor combo or really disliking that flavor combo whereas pumpkin again like you said that pumpkin itself doesn't really smell like anything Mm -hmm. it doesn't have a strong flavor on its own like it's just it's a little sweet when you roast it yeah if yeah if you roast it but like honestly if you just eat like a spoonful of like pumpkin puree 
it doesn't taste like a whole lot just by itself, which is yeah. why pumpkin spice is a thing. Like you add the spices and it sort of helps enhance the flavor of that pumpkin. But in and of itself, it's just sort of, it's, it's just squash. Yes, absolutely. Also, I actually use butternut squash a lot of the time instead of using well, pumpkin. And I actually have, I have read that a lot of pumpkin purees are mostly squash as opposed to pumpkin. So that's true because it uh, grows better, mm-hmm. and it has and it has a better. Um, it has more of the like orange color. Yeah, there's a, it's it's a color. It's also it has the. I, it's a, we know we basically just said how pumpkin doesn't really have flavor, but it has the squash has more of the quote unquote pumpkin flavor that mm-hmm. people like. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that's why they've been using it. But also, uh, I feel like the food companies have been kind of slapped on the wrist about that in recent years. And now they're required to say if it's actual pumpkin or not on the label. Take that information and do with it what you wish. I suppose the best way to really know that you're getting 100% pumpkin in your pumpkin pie is to roast a sugar pumpkin. And that seems like a lot of work even for a food blogger. I mean, it yes. So <laughs> well, only I mean, if I was doing it just because I really want a pumpkin pie, then I would probably do it, but I'm not going to do it for like Thanksgiving when I'm already doing a lot of other things. Right. So, we get sugar pumpkins in our CSA box a lot, and I roast them and puree them for pie. Um, but mostly I do it to freeze it for later because you can freeze puree oh, really mm-hmm. easily. It lasts yeah, that's a long a great time. idea. Um, and if you put it in your freezer bag and then you kind of like flatten it out mm-hmm. you can and freeze it flat, then you can like stack it really nicely in your freezer. Excellent tip. But it does take, it's, you know, it's time that you don't necessarily need to stand there, but it takes a while. And then when you are pureeing it, you have to make sure to kind of get all the stringy bits out yeah. and get some of the excess liquid out. So it does take a little bit of trial and error if you've not ever done it before to get like the perfect consistency that you can get from a canned product. Yeah. So it's just a little, it's just a little more effort. So yeah, it's definitely one of those things that you would have to tackle if you're like a, uh, what do I do three weeks out from Thanksgiving list uh-huh. kind of person, uh-huh. which I am not. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, I I have quite the uh, list making system for Thanksgiving prep, so that would be me. <laughs> <laughs> Big surprise. I like to make lists and checklists and to-do lists and grocery lists. Um, what else, Megan? Anything else about pumpkin? Well, I think I just want to say that my challenge to you, Steffi, is to create a pumpkin recipe for your blog. Okay. You can do it. I can do it. I'll, okay. I will do that this year. A pumpkin recipe that you like. That I like. So I feel like that will be the challenge. Something that you will enjoy that you can share with other people. I will work on that. I will accept that challenge and (laughs) I will report back. Now, whether I get it posted in this calendar year or not, that may remain to be seen. But I will work on that. There's always next year. There's always next year. <laughs> <laughs> Just in time again for pumpkin spice season. Oh, man. It's a good thing that... See, this is when the cyclical nature of things is a benefit. Because you know it will come back around. 
That is true. It'll be December and we'll start talking about Easter already. Oh, yes. Yes, it will. So, Megan, let's transition into what's bringing us joy this week. Yeah, just to remind everybody, we decided to end every podcast with something that brings us a little joy so we can end on a note of positivity because Lord knows we need it. Absolutely. So it could be something big. It could be something small. It's just something to make us reflect uh, and think about something happy. And we want we hope that it does the same for you. So, Megan, what's bringing you joy lately? So we recently got my six-year-old a brand new bed. Oh, Max. Um, He was in, I guess it was a kid's bed before, uh, but it was uh, like an Ikea bed, so it was low Uh to the ground. Uh Uh-huh. And we decided to go ahead and get him a full-size bed that he picked out at the store. And we got a new bedding and a new like, Captain America pillow and a fluffy oh. comforter. And every night it's been so cute as he climbs into bed and he's just like, oh, it's so comfortable. This is the best bed ever. I just feel so snuggly and warm and cozy. And he just goes on oh and on gosh. about how much he loves his bed. And uh, that just brings me so much joy because I forget what, like, little things like that can really do for your mind you know yes. and he just seems seems to see so many things of the world like with just this amazing happiness um and it just really makes me happy oh i love that that's so, so sweet. sweet i, I love know. it <laughs> so Steffi, what about you so my uh, baby godson and his mom are staying with us right now. And so aside from just having them here and getting uh, baby snuggles, he's five months old. Uh, it's actually, I, it's been so much fun to see our dogs and the baby interacting with each other. Um, we have nieces and nephews and they've come to like visit us for like, you know, an evening or a day or we've babysat for several hours. But we haven't actually had any children like stay the night at our house, much less like a few nights in a row. And so, you know, especially as someone who is like preparing to become a parent, you're like, okay, I know my dogs are good with kids, but like, are they good with kids like over a prolonged period of time? And they've been so good with him. And every morning, the first thing particularly Anya wants to do is like, go check on the baby and make sure the baby's okay. And is he awake? And go give him a big kiss. And every every morning he sees them and he squeals and is so happy. And Oh, that's so sweet. It is so sweet. He like lights up like a little Christmas tree when he sees the dogs walk in the room. It's Aww. so cute. So I grew up with dogs, so I wholeheartedly approve of everything that you just said. Yes, <laughs> I love it. And they're just like so gentle with him. And they give him these sweet kisses and they kiss his little toes and it makes him squeal and so happy. And I just love it. I love dogs and babies that's such a great combo (laughs) so next week we are going to go a little deep again we're going to talk about work-life balance and i know we're going to see if we can practice some of what we preach to y'all so stay tuned for that one we'll see you back here next week and in the meantime be sure to rate review and subscribe to the podcast you can also follow us on social media at IRSI Podcast or drop us an email at I'd rather stay in podcast at gmail.com. We love to hear from our listeners. Talk to you soon, Megan. Bye. Bye.